You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I'm still getting an occasional letter from a listener suggesting that Chris O'Brien is eating while working. Now, I know what, we... is, what is up with this? I am not. I chew gum occasionally, but I turn my mic off. Well, I don't know what's going on here. I don't hear you eating. I mean, every single episode of the Paracast, I hear twice. Okay? I hear it when we do the show. I hear it when I do the post-production editing. And I don't hear him eating. I think maybe one time or twice, I heard him chewing a little bit. That's it. That was my nicotine gum. You make me nervous, so I, I chew nicotine gum. Well, I do a lot of things to people. I think I have a group of people right now that hear my voice for the first time. They open the window and they jump out. No, no. You just have that effect on small animals and children. My son didn't jump out the window. <laughs> Teddy Bear does not try to leave the house. In fact, it's so cold what Teddy Bear does when we take him out for his morning. Yeah. What's up, Doc? Sojourn. Because it's been kind of cold in Arizona, like in the 30s, in the Phoenix area. He does his thing and starts running back to the house. He's had enough. He can't wait to get back inside where it's toasty warm, we hope. When the heating system works, don't get me started on that. Lots of books out there that we're going to talk about. Next week, as a matter of fact, we'll be interviewing Mike Cleland, who hasn't been on the Paracast since something like 2009. And he's author of a new book called The Messengers. Owls, Synchronicity, and the UFO Abductee. Okay. It's a book published by Richard Dolan, who does the introduction. And he's got a debt of gratitude to zillions of people in this book. And I think he mentions the Paracast once or twice. I'll do a search right now. You hear me type? This is real radio here. He called me uh, in the middle of the writing process and bounced, uh, I think it was earlier, like early summer, and asked me about coyote howling. And um, I gave him sort of the stock Native American interpretations from around here. And uh, I'm not sure if it was included in the book, but I was glad to help out. He sent me a couple of messages on Facebook about different things. And again, I helped him out. He was very gracious about taking the information and let's see how everything plays out. This is not a very small book. It's a medium-sized book. And what's more interesting is I got my copy of the ebook version on the very same day we were talking to Walter Bosley about synchronicity. Now, I don't know if this is a case of reopening old wounds, but the other day I get a copy of a book, brand new book it looks like, I open it up and say, wait a minute, is this deja vu all over again? Yes, Yogi. Also, John Fogarty did a song like that. He had the lyric, deja vu all over again. Anyway, it's called... The Aztec UFO incident. Wait a minute, we did a show on this a few years ago with Scott Ramsey and Suzanne Ramsey. Now, I have to tell you, as you know, listeners, I don't buy Aztec as a real example of a UFO crash. Chris goes along with me on that. I do like Scott Ramsey. We had a pleasant lunch at a restaurant called Haji Baba in Tempe, Arizona. He comes to Arizona occasionally to do business. And he seemed like a really nice guy. And shortly after we did this episode, and we also had a debate with him and Kevin Randall, shortly after we did this episode, he says he's working on new material. And I said, okay. And I gave him suggestions because the first book was self-published. 
and there were some flaws in the way it was laid out and written. Well, he went to a real publisher, New Page Books. Now, New Page is a real publisher that does a number of UFO and paranormal-related books. So I guess this is the slick version. It doesn't look like it's padded as much with photographs and repeating old documents that have nothing to do with the case. I haven't read it yet. So I don't know. When I say reopening old wounds, I don't know. This may be a more compelling presentation of the case for Aztec. I don't want to prejudge it. I will look over the book. Chris will look over his copy of the book. And if we think there's something there to discuss, we'll have him back on the show. I don't want to make promises. I did talk with him about the possibility, and maybe this will happen after the first of the new year, but no guarantees, okay? I don't know. This may be as thin as the previous book. I want to be fair to the guy, though, so obviously he's done a lot more work, and we want to see the results. Speaking of results, you know, we've mentioned that we're setting up a video channel in our premium service called the Powercast Plus, and Chris as we do this show, sent me a working copy of a video that really looks good. We're going to test it. We're going to fine-tune it. And hopefully in a very short period of time, you will see the introduction to the video channel at the Paracast Plus, but only if you're a member. And to be a member, you've got to go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. We've got simple sign-up instructions. And we're doing this show just before Christmas. So if you have a friend or a family member who's really interested in exploring the paranormal, listening to a no-nonsense radio show and all the extras we're adding, maybe get them a present for the holidays. Go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com for a low month-to-month annual five-year or lifetime subscription. We give away free eBooks for long-term subscriptions. Now, I'm not going to jump out of a giant wrapped Christmas box that you put under your your uh, friend's tree who you get the gift certificate for. That's not part of the deal. And you're not going to walk to the mirror wearing a green mask and say, somebody stop me. <laughs> no. But occasionally I'll chew gum. And walk at the same time. And we've had presidents mm-hmm. who couldn't do that. I can chew gum, rub my belly and pat my head and walk at the same time. Check that out. Do a video. Show us. Prove it. (laughs) For you. Okay, I was, by the way, boning up on my Klingon this past week. Ah, good. That reminds us of today's guests. Right. Now, I remember there was a movie called Talk to the Animals. I forget who was in it. But we have a book I got here called How to Talk to an Alien by someone named Nancy Dutertra. And I think I got the name right. She told us how to pronounce it. Now, under normal circumstances, I would have dismissed this book. And then I look, it's got an introduction by Stanton Friedman. Wait a minute. Of course, the Aztec book has an introduction by Stanton Friedman too. But it kind of gives the book a little more credibility than you might expect. It's not a big book. It's less than 200 pages. And the subtitle is Can They Speak Our Languages? Can They Read Our Minds? What are they trying to tell us? Again, I had to look at my basic Klingon. In fact, I posted a message in our forums saying the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, 
in Klingon. How about that? Yeah, I was wondering what that was. Paracast, gold moth, wab, hoof, hoofle, hoofle. That too. The oval. Oh, yes. So now we're all learning Klingon because next year is going to be a new Star Trek movie, Star Trek Beyond. I guess we have to learn all sorts of Star Trek lingo. We can't talk like Yoda, though, because in the new film, The Force Awakens, Yoda has been dead for 30 or 40 years. Oh, that's sad. I liked Yoda. And Carrie Fisher does not wear the bikini in the new film. That's probably a good thing. She also lost about 30, 40 pounds to look presentable. That's very healthy. Well, she's a wacky lady, you know. I mean, she's very funny. She's also she wears a... diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Is that where he got it from? Yeah. Yeah, I think they were married, weren't they? Lived together for years. Yes, they did. That was Paul Simon. You know, through the 80s. Into the 90s. And then he... Uh, I think he's with Edie Brickell now. I lost track. He was in court being arrested for arguing with his wife, and he looked like a little old rabbi. Paul Simon, a rabbi? The book is called How to Talk to an Alien. Nancy Dutertra is our guest. Coming up with Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Let's take a moment to mention Alternate Perceptions magazine. You know, it's been publishing since 1985, and it's been online since 2002. Each month, APMagazine.info brings new articles, interviews, and commentary on the worlds of mysteries, including UFOs, archaeological anomalies, ghost hunting, and news. It's edited by Brent Rains and Dr. Greg Little. And many of the top writers, such as Brad Steiger, are frequent contributors. That's APMagazine.info. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TechNightOwl for a special discount. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV 
Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we're going to learn maybe how to talk to an alien with Nancy Dutertra. Now, I think I pronounced her name right, Nancy. Did I? Yeah, yeah, that was fine. Okay. Now, some people call me Steenberg, by the way. So, I'm used to having my name mispronounced. O'Brien, everybody gets. Uh-huh. Now now you've messed up my, my memory banks on your name. You realize that? You see, right. You, you, <laughs> well, people have been messing me up for years or messing with me. When I went to high school, someone kept calling me Schnitzelberger. Oh, hey, Schnitzelberger. Huh? Now, I was a fat kid then, so I was the butt of jokes. But I fooled them all. I got skinny by the time I was 18, and I weigh today about three pounds less than I did then. And nothing's been cut off, so it's really the same me. Any case, let's, let's talk about this. How to talk to an alien. Now, what is the motivation for you to write a book like this? Tell us more about yourself. Uh, well, I... I have absolutely no clear motivation for writing such a book. I've tried to figure it out, and I cannot find it. I can tell you that in, in my uh, voyage or journey into the UFO field, it's been all backwards, meaning that I didn't, you know, I came from a, a very uh, academic family type background. Nobody believed in anything that was out of the ordinary. And everybody is incredibly logical, very analytic and all that. 
And I ended up uh, going into, well, several careers. I've owned and operated several businesses. And I became an attorney. I specialized in securities litigation. And then I did sort of this strange detour. I thought I was going to write a book about the psychology of intuition. So I thought it was going to be, you know, psychology, that sort of, you know, that's not off limits. And anyway, long story short, I got into the entire, I got into the psychic world. I trained for over, well, roughly a, a decade. Uh, I was apprenticed to a well-known psychic detective. Uh, I trained to become a spiritual medium. I trained to become a remote viewer. Um, I, you know, so I did all that stuff. And then slowly, slowly, I ventured into the paranormal world. And I went in there slowly because I am a believer in uh, the power of various different types of spiritual entities that you don't necessarily see or even for many people experience directly in their lifetimes. So I went in slowly and did that. And then uh, I figured all that was not related to UFOs. Um, I thought everything was separate. And I ended up uh, this was just a few years ago, it was 2011, I had a, a major uh, UFO sighting with my daughter. And at that point, it's sort of a game changer. You know, when you see something as big as a football field covered with orange lights hanging in the sky above you, about somewhere between 500 to 1,000 feet up, it's the size of a football field. And yeah, that does something. You, you, and, and then it either cloaks itself or dematerializes. And it sends out a 15 to 20 foot diameter orb to go apparently searching around. I mean, stuff like that is just outside the bounds of our normal experiences. And when you do experience it, it changes, changes everything. So I got into the UFO field that way. But in terms of, um, you know, why I chose to write a book about alien communication, I'm not really sure why I did that. Um, I, all I know is that every, this is my fifth book, every other book that I've written took me about 10 years to write. This one took me two months. Um, and it has been uh, very well received. I have created something that I call exolinguistics, which to my knowledge has not been done in the UFO field before. So I think it's sort of, it, it's created kind of just a different angle within the field the thing i wondered about when i started to approach this book is are we putting the cart before the horse here because yes the prevailing point of view about ufos is that they are spaceships that were being visited by aliens but that's not proven yet that's just a theory because we're trying to figure out what's going on we have things that appear to be metallic some in tremendous size engaging in pinpoint maneuvers things our conventional aircraft cannot do but that doesn't take us to the next step where we have to think we have someone to talk to yet so do you think maybe you're prejudging this no you ever seen a quark in other words theoretical physics is theoretical and it's based on people people do this in astrophysics all the time too i mean when you talk about uh you know uh, dark energy dark matter those aren't things. Those are place markers for things that we know have effects. That's all. But how do we know that UFOs have effects and that they're alien? 
Well, I mean, you you do a little research. You start um, gathering as much anecdotal information as you can. If you're lucky enough, like I have been, to have had uh, many uh, such experiences, then you you already sort of know that it's the real thing. You just got to go out there and try and document it so that other people will be satisfied. I'm not saying they're not real. Okay, don't get me wrong. I think something real is happening. I've been following this subject for a long, long time, as is Chris. The key here is, what are they and where are they from? Just because they're real doesn't immediately say, okay, this is alien. Mm -hmm. Do you follow me? Well, yeah. I mean, it's like anything else. You, you, uh, you follow the evidence. And um, I think that there have been many suggestions uh, by a number of very well-known ufologists, I mean, Valet and Keel among them, that these are, maybe they don't even know, but may be certain forms of mental deceptions. And that may very well be true because uh, based on my research uh, and based on, uh, I mean, I, I know many, many people have had firsthand experiences. So, so based on conversations, research, and everything that I've seen, it's entirely possible, uh, given their ability to uh, engage in mind control, that they they could create, you know, mental um, the equivalent of holograms, you know, that that we would see, or the the equivalent of of uh, hallucinations. I think it's interesting when you're able to manipulate several minds simultaneously and get them all to engage in a mass hallucination, if that's what it is. And I don't. You know, I don't discount that. I don't discount that they are uh, interdimensional entities, time-traveling entities, um, that they have, or, you know, just plain old physical matter that, or they've done a lot of traveling through, uh, you know, galaxies. Okay, now that spreads into another realm that's more all-encompassing. And now, now you're talking, as some of us are wont to say, about... A lot of different possibilities that may be responsible for the presence of UFOs. And as we hear the plane overhead, which I do not think is a black helicopter, we've got Nancy Dutertra. The book is How to Talk to an Alien. A lot more to come with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. If 
you're like me, you're concerned about the stock market and the economy, you're asking the questions, but it just doesn't seem that you're getting the right answers. Well, my friends at the Wealth Preservation Institute not only have the answers, but they've put together a free report, How to Survive the Upcoming Economic Collapse and Protect Your 401ks, IRA Savings and Retirement Income. Don't hesitate. This report's for free for a limited time by calling 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. Take back your financial lives today. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and body extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, so look at the other possibilities here. Nancy Duterte is talking about it. 
The book is how to talk to an alien, so maybe some force is messing with her minds. A tricksterish kind of thing, man, Nancy? What do you think? The trickster is well known. And the trickster certainly is well known in the paranormal field where, um, you know, people have to be very careful. For example, if you're out there and you're doing a little uh, ghost hunting or ghost busting and you go out there and you're trying to uh, connect with some spirits and you see this cute little girl and she's sweet and she's little and she says, oh, please, will you come, you know, talk to me? And then all of a sudden you realize that this is not a sweet little girl spirit. This is maybe not even the deceased spirit of a human being. This is some type of a really vile energy, a negative energy. And it becomes obvious at certain points when they begin to mess with you. So, yeah, I mean, I think that the the trickster concept is a concept that applies in the spiritual world. And that includes the alien world. I think the alien world is inhabited by all different types of entities ranging from purely physical to physical, spiritual, to all different shades and flavors of of spiritual. So you have to be careful. All right. So if these UFOs are trickster-related, are hallucinations, whom do you talk to? Well, first of all, that's your categorization. That's not mine. I I don't know that they are trickster-related. I'm saying you have to make sure that you don't discount that as a possibility. So what do you think they are? Are you certain, therefore, they are spaceships? You know, I I think that based on some of my experiences, and I've experienced these with um, these sightings, let me put it that way, on many, many occasions with many, many other people, and they have involved communications back with us, that my sense is that they're part of our reality like anything else is inside our reality. I don't know that I can you know, explain it any further than that. If you've done anything that's been mind-altering in your way back distant past or even more recent past, you sort of know what that feels like. And that ain't this. This is very different. This has the sightings, UFO sightings have the sensation, at least for me, of being something very much within my real reality. The problem is that because they're so elusive, they don't necessarily take part in what we call our consensus reality, which is our scientific reality. And it's our normal everyday reality where everybody is able to see, you know, when they look out the the window, the grass is green and you can look out your window and say, yeah, I think it's green. We don't really know what green means or if you see the same color green that I see, but we seem to generally agree that grass tends to be consistently whatever that is. Okay, so if we put UFOs directly in our reality, obviously, if it's a real object, it's under intelligent control, we would love to speak to those intelligences. So where do we go from there? Well, it's funny that you say obviously, because, and I think that's great that you do, because to me, it seemed obviously also. So I was very, very surprised to discover in you know my own exploring the, the UFO field that it didn't really seem to be obvious to anyone else. The fact that they are apparently, in in all kinds of documented cases, they're messing with our uh, nuclear weapon systems here and in Russia, that they're messing significantly and have been for decades, if not centuries, in our commercial airspace, 
and military airspace. They're abducting people. There's all kinds of evidence of that. And I certainly know many people who have had very traumatic experiences. You know, why wouldn't you want to communicate with them? Other than the fact that they don't seem to be part of this consensus reality that we have. So when I wrote my book, How to Talk to an Alien, I sort of thought, well, this seems obvious. It's important that we talk to them. We've got to figure out what are their intentions? Who are they? What, what are their cultures, if they have any? What's their business with us? I mean, that's kind of critical. Well, what happens when you have an experience, um, such as my experience at age seven, when I was you know, close enough to touch non-human entities, uh, three or four of them at one point, and they followed me around uh, at three in the morning in my neighborhood, I was trying to get to a house to make a phone call because they kept heading me off at the pass. And I kept asking, what do you want? What do you want? You know, talk to me. (laughs) And they did not communicate or even come close to communicating to me in terms of imparting any sort of languaging, uh, either telepathically or physically small mouth noises. None of that happened. So uh, a person in that sort of position, I mean, don't they have to kind of, Take the first step and <laughs> break open the line of communication, uh, even though you're trying and they're not responding. Uh, isn't it the onus on them? Well, first of all, I think that's amazing that you had that experience. Second of all, I guess my first question would be, uh, were they uh, like little grays? They were my size. Uh, they were extremely uh, skinny. I called them stick men. They had large heads. I don't. I blocked out what their eyes looked like. The uh, The three in the front. Uh, were holding what appeared to be uh, like foot and a half, two foot uh, self-illuminated sparkly wands. There seemed to be one in the back kind of hiding that would seem to be taller and it was kind of hiding in the back. They had no clothes. They had no outward appearance of genitalia. Um, they were an off-white, kind of a dirty white, uh, grayish color. Of course, that was partially due to the fact that it was dark. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was. It, was, it wasn't terrifying until they turned sideways, and I noticed that they had no depth. They were like pieces of paper. Then it became a terrifying experience. But uh, prior to that, I was, even at one point, was hollering at him, what do you want? What do you want? Why are you following me? You know, and, and just absolute, imp- they were implacable. They, they moved as one, like cattails in the wind, uh, and they did not communicate. Sounds like they were um, along the lines of the... Uh Betty Andreessen, Luca, type of uh, almost like an accordion image of the same thing that kind of move as one. Yeah, I think she yeah, it had- could have been a hologram for all I know. They did cast a shadow. Yeah. So maybe they they seem physical uh, when they were backlit by a streetlight. Um, that there was a shadow. I remember when they came through the light, though they turned sideways and came through like thin lines of paper. I could barely see them as they came through. And then once they got through, they turned around and and they were full figured again, but apparently with no depth. They just had height and, and width. They didn't have depth. They were two dimensional. At least during that one part of the experience, they sure seemed that way. And that, of course, was very. F- Extremely uh, disturbing to me. Uh, I was a pretty bright little kid. And, uh, you know, I've mentioned this occurrence, obviously, uh, a number of times on the show here. But uh, And for many years, I wouldn't talk about it because I was too embarrassed that I had uh, such a, you know, a loony-sounding experience. And I, I knew very 
you know, quickly that I should probably not talk too much about it. Of course, my parents said I was sleepwalking, having a nightmare, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, I've never sleepwalked ever in my life before or since. And it did take some time. My sister did finally find me, um, you know, 20 minutes, 45 minutes later, something like that. I'm, we're not sure, but uh, it, it was a a real experience. Uh, there's no question in my mind that I actually had almost had interaction with these non physical beings. I never saw a ship. I never saw anything uh, to indicate high technology except for these glittering wands, uh, which I called them stickmen with spears. Uh, was, was the only description I could really come up with. But uh, yeah, it's the whole idea. I, I wanted some sort of communication and that was denied me. And that, that, that kind of bummed me out because, I mean, what a highly unusual experience that you, you at least want to get some sort of information uh, to, you know, something to, to latch on to, to, you know, possibly explain why you were selected or what was their agenda, why they show up in 1963. So we're here with Nancy uh, Dutertre. We'll be back in a second. This is Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Conspiracy Journal is your number one source for the hidden world of the weird and strange. We bring you thought-provoking and controversial material for free-thinking individuals who are seeking what is really going on in our world today. Some of this material may adversely affect you. Other pieces are meant to enlighten. Either way, be prepared to be intrigued by such things as the reality of UFOs, ghosts, strange creatures from time and space, hidden conspiracies, time travel, Nikola Tesla, suppressed technology, and a whole lot more. You can find out more by visiting our website at conspiracyjournal.com. There you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter sent directly to your email address. Find out what they don't want you to know. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. 
As the cold and flu season approaches, Silver Lungs is ready to help you and your family through the toughest of the year by supporting your immune system and overall health. From our best-selling colloidal silver generating system to our entire line of silver-based skin gels, nasal sprays, soaps, and silver solutions. Silver solutions remain one of nature's most powerful and least expensive antibacterial agents. Now you can produce your own for pennies a day in the comfort of your home using the breakthrough technology of the Silver Lungs Generator. Learn more today at www.silverlungs.com. As your body ages, there is a 10% decline in your ability to repair each passing decade after the age 28. By age 40, your ability to repair from demanding manual labor, exercise, or a stressful desk job has declined by 12%. By using One World Way, you supercharge your body's ability to repair and eliminate inflammation. Our unique frequency-encoded whey protein, coupled with our high-quality whey, improves your cell's ability to make protein, which is to say, repair itself. My name is Jonathan Wright, and I'm 40 years old. I recently went from a desk job to a manual labor job. Normally, I'm worn out. With energy-enhanced One World Way, I now recover so quickly that I can perform very hard work all day long. I use Energy Enhanced One World Way for breakfast and lunch, and I experience less hunger throughout the day. I have a 30% increase in energy, and I just feel better. I plan to make Energy Enhanced One World Way a permanent part of my lifestyle. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. On the Paracast with Gene and Chris, we're talking about a book called How to Talk to an Alien by Nancy Dutertra. Chris has been talking about his own personal experiences. Nancy, would you like to question Chris further about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely, I had a couple of thoughts that went through my head. Uh, First, I found absolutely fascinating was the fact that they were uh, apparently two-dimensional. And, you know, it's it's kind of interesting when you um, look at some of the, I'm sure you're familiar with like the the Flatlander different diagrams and things like that, where if you show like um, a three-dimensional object as it goes passing through a two-dimensional flatland world, that if you had, say, um, I don't know, a sphere, just as an example, you pass it through that flat two-dimensional world, well, it would actually become sort of a shapeshifter within the two dimensions. It would start out as, as the first part of the sphere, hit it really tiny, and then it would appear bigger, 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 and it almost, there's something reminiscent in the way you described your encounter with those little beings, that the fact that they were paper thin, but, and appeared two-dimensional, to me is just, and it, it feels like they were somehow breaking through on a, a dimensional, interdimensional level. No. Well, they only, they only did that um, to avoid coming underneath the, the yard light 
so that I could get a really good look at them because I was stopped about 50, 70 feet away and out in the middle of a large lawn waiting for them to come into the light so I could get a really good look at them. And they just turned sideways and came through uh, sideways. And then as soon as they got through the light, they turned around and, and appeared to have uh, width and height. It's interesting, but that was just my first impression when you said that. Right. My other impression about the language, and I completely understand why you would be totally frustrated that they weren't answering. Uh, the reason why I asked you were they the, the little gray varieties uh, was because from people who I've spoken with and, and my research tends to show that those the, the little gray ones are uh, either not they don't talk at all or when they do it's in a very short abrupt little commands and they don't answer questions which other people found extremely frustrating i i know somebody who um told me about her first abduction experience she was in her bedroom and she was asleep she wakes up and there are i guess a i don't know how many little grays in her room but one of them came over to her, and she is a very, very open, accepting, sort of new age type person. And she found herself, uh, you know, like everybody else, uh, totally paralyzed except for her eyes. She couldn't speak. I think she initially tried to speak, but she was telepathically trying to communicate. And she was saying, you know, oh, hello, you know, who are you? And what are you doing here in my bedroom and can we talk? And, you know, I, I hope you're not going to do anything, you know, terrible, but I just want to know what, what you're up to. And she said that the look that she got back as this little gray approached her and was standing right next to her was absolutely horrifying because it was completely a-emotional and was fully intent on doing exactly what it was going to do anyway, and didn't answer any of her questions, which terrified her. And then, you know, she went for the, the she had the whole abduction experience. And it that would, then it didn't end also, by the way. And the rest of her family also had experienced it. So I think if you go back a little bit, there are, and this is also what I start out my, my book with, which is if you're going to talk about, well, how to talk to an alien, you got to figure out, well, how many aliens are there? How many different races and species? Who are you really talking to? And when you start to go backwards like that, and then you realize, yeah, it's kind of, they're, they're different. Um, just like, you know, humans are different. They're probably more different, however. But you have your seven or eight basic categories. But I have read, you know, estimates of there being anywhere between four to, you know, 57 to 82 to 300 and some odd different races and species, depending on how all-inclusive you get. But I don't think any human being on Earth has the last answer on how many races or species of aliens are either out there or are visiting us. The so, thing I wonder about here when we talk about physical aliens capable yeah. of some kind of communication I think of the Star Trek canon, which, of course, is a universal translator, some mechanism, a computer, that each member of the crew of the Enterprise wears that allows them to communicate with other beings in known languages. So the question I have here is, wouldn't a highly advanced race of extraterrestrials prepare for the possibility or eventuality of communicating with us, and wouldn't they already have a method? 
if it's not telepathy, they have a way to translate what we say. Yeah, I mean, we're almost there ourselves. We're about oh, less than 50 years off. And we, we already have Google Translate. All we got to do is somehow make it more of a, a biomechanism. But, but yeah, and I think, well, first of all, it depends on who you talk to because some of these encounters with different races and species of aliens, they talk about them having exactly what you, you talked about, these little wands or little sticks that seem to, when they point them, seem to be able to put language into the heads of people. That's one thing. Or little boxes or little spheres, um, all different types of what appear to be different technologies. Well, that, well, that sucks. If if that's the case, I mean, all they had to do was point the darn thing at me and uh, and they could have, you know, answered my questions and stuff. And, you know, I feel a little dissed that they didn't feel compelled to do that. That sucks. Well, uh, you know, you're making an assumption that that's what their particular little wands could do. I don't know that their, their wands were meant to do that. Maybe they were meant to, do, I don't know, paralyze you or do something different. I, I have no idea. But, but hey, if you got a little wand, if you got a big one, you should be using it. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I also, I have a, a friend and a colleague who claims to be a time traveler and having been placed in this particular time, after, uh, which is in his past. And I, I won't get into all this, you know, his background and all of that, but he's a very interesting person. John Titor. He's uh, he's played several recordings of uh, alien conversations where they call him up on the phone. Apparently they have some special system that cuts into our phone system. And um, now these is this about humans in the future or aliens in the past or he doesn't know, but his best guess is that they are us in the future, but he doesn't know. And by the way, if we're all genetically mixed up, which it looks like we're going to be pretty soon anyway, because I think that the Chinese have finally figured out exactly how to clone a human being. That was in the last few weeks. Uh, we're, we're all going to be genetically pretty much mixed, which would sort of explain why they wouldn't look or sound like us in the future. But the, the point is, you hear these phone calls. They sound like you can't really tell the gender. Something between a man and a woman, maybe a middle-aged woman, uh, sort of with a sounds like almost like a Chinese type accent, and speaking really fast, you know, like okay, I'm going to talk to you. Talk, 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 no. It sounds like the guy who used to do the Federal Express commercials. He uh, talked yeah. really fast. <laughs> how, how about the aliens in uh, Mars Attacks? Um, actually, I think there's another one, uh, a story that I uh, discovered uh, out of Poland where it, he said that they sounded sort of like. Oh, alien beatbox imitators. Yeah, kind of like that. I really need to educate myself on Klingon, folks. Maybe, you see, that's the secret of Star Trek. Klingon is not a manufactured language. What really happened is there are Klingons, or whatever they are, and they simply took their real language and yeah, adapted it. That makes no sense. Uranus. What'd you say? Tell them to stop circling Uranus and come visit. 
I think we're going down the tubes here very rapidly, but there's one way to stop it. Go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. Learn about the Paracast Plus. We charge a low month-to-month, annual, five-year, and now even a lifetime subscription rate for all this. The wrap-up show after the Paracast, we've got a few show transcripts there, more to come. And Chris is in the final stages of editing our first video, plus.theparacast.com. The book is How to Talk to an Alien by Nancy Dutirtra. More to come with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Sciatica, lower back pain, hip pain, poor posture. If you suffer from any of these problems, get ready to relax. Introducing an amazing product that's been in the market for over 25 years, the Sacro Wedgie. It was invented by a football coach using a common sense osteopath technique. He created this device to help his athletes by isolating and supporting the sacrum, which is the keystone of our anatomy. This wedge-shaped bone is in the center of our hips, where a lot of pain starts. Simply relax 20 minutes daily on the amazingly simple Sacro Wedgie and let Gravity do the work, helping muscles rebalance and start releasing nerves. Sit in the sacro wedgie at the computer or while traveling to help correct posture to finally help relieve those stubborn aches and pains for only $33.95. It's made in the USA, so click the family-owned website at sacrowedgie.com, spelled S-A-C-R-O-W-E-D-G-Y.com, or call 1-800-737-9295. That's 1-800-737-9295. Relax your back pain away with the sacro wedgie. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, I don't know. When we posted the message about Nancy's appearance in the Paracast, I know some people didn't take it too seriously and maybe post some less than serious scenarios. At some point in time, if there are aliens out there and they're sending UFOs to us, the best thing is to find a way to talk to them if they want to be talked to. And isn't part of it that too, Nancy? Maybe they have no interest in holding a conversation or a lot don't? Well, yeah. I mean, people have said, you know, why should they be interested in talking to a pile of ants, you know? 
Yeah, that's true. And how many people, yeah, we might spend some time trying to understand your dog. Actually, you did tell your dogs to be quiet, and they apparently understood that. So humans spend a bit of time with their dogs and their cats. But other animals, no, we don't spend really any time trying to communicate with them because we figure it's pointless. And that may absolutely be true, but there are examples where they are trying to communicate with us. And they do this telepathically and they do it through audible speech, both. And they do it through other, I mean, there there are apparently aliens out there who make sounds that sound sort of similar to animals, such as there are several reports that they sound like barking dogs. Charles Hall with the Tall Whites out in Nevada was describing them as uh, sounding sometimes like dogs barking and sometimes like meadowlarks, birds. They've also been described as sounding like buzzing bees. So, And I have spoken with people who say that they've heard them and can replicate some of their channeling uh, or their, their speeches or their, through a form of channeling. And they make sounds like I have never heard in my life. They sound like guttural types of weird, creepy clicking noises in the back of the throat. First time I heard that from one of the first channelers I spoke to about that, I thought, well, that's really peculiar. She woke up from a dream where she had been begging these uh, rep- reptilian type aliens to teach her how to speak. And they said, no, you're not going to be able to do it. You can't understand it. Finally, one of them said, okay, she wakes up from her dream in this that sort of twilight zone between wake and sleep. She grabs her iPhone to record, and she starts recording their language, and it sounds weird and creepy, as I said. I thought to myself, I would never hear that thing or that language again. Sure enough, somebody comes up to me uh, at some point later. I Actually, I think it was somebody interviewing me. And uh, this person starts doing it. It was the exact same thing. She hadn't heard what I had heard. So there are correlations. And my, my point in putting together this book, How to Talk to an Alien, is that instead of focusing on each individual case and trying to judge whether they're out of their minds or not in making these you know, alien uh, language sounds, noises, writing channeled alphabets, whatever it is they're doing, instead of judging them, you cross-compare. And you cross-compare actual artifacts if you can find them. You compare memories of abductees and contactees. And then and you compare these channeled, you know, automatic writing, trance state recordings and things like that. And once you do that, as I've shown, there are some very fascinating cross-correlations, which suggest a form of consensus reality for all of us. Let's go into that right now. It sounds fascinating. Oh, by the way, I did look it up. The average canine is capable of understanding 165 words, according to some expert on this. And dogs can be trained to understand more. So we had this outburst of dog action in our neighborhood here. We have a neighbor with five or six dogs. And they were really going to town. I went outside and said, shut up, three or four times at the top of my lungs. After about 30 seconds... That's what they did. Well, there you go. Hey, a new technique. I can't say that with Teddy Bear, our own dog. He doesn't care. He Nothing scares him. He's a little tiny Bichon, or actually an overgrown Bichon. Nothing scares him. Okay, the consensus reality, Nancy. 
what are we learning from this consensus reality of communication? Well, the the thing that everybody always wants to know, which is they want to go straight to the good stuff, all right, which is the messages. What are they telling us? What are they telling us? How can, you know, my whole point here is just back up a little bit, slow it down, examine how they're communicating so that you could figure out what it is they're actually saying. You know, so there are messages that come through because many of them do speak English for us English speakers. They also, they seem to speak uh, many, many different human languages, including, as I mentioned in the book, uh, one of them was speaking the Finnish language, which is only spoken by 5 million people in the world and is one of the most difficult Indo-European languages out there. Why they decided to learn that language, I don't know. And by the way, some of them apparently do have the technologies. They they take little um, knobs on their, their helmets or their headgear, whatever, and they just switch them. And they turn them apparently to different languages. What I didn't finish saying before was that uh, in the case of this time traveler, he's told me numerous times the calls he's getting, they tell him they are calling from their language ship, which apparently is a, an enormous ship which is located just outside the Earth's atmosphere. According to him, we don't see it or experience it within our normal consensus reality because they can maneuver through different time zones, which means it's not there for all intents and purposes. And, and so you believe this guy? Did he like give you a Super Bowl winner of uh, 2020? Or is there any way to really judge the veracity of his of his <laughs> rather fantastic sounding tale. Um, yeah. I don't know. You know, you don't often meet somebody that says, I'm a time traveler. That's right. And he, he doesn't tell. Uh, I mean, most people who tell me these things will tell me I am either the first person they've ever told in their lives because they just figured everyone would take him for an idiot or fool or crazy person or uh, they're too scared. I mean, I'll give you an example. By these Everybody... Everybody, I learned this in the psychic world, nobody will talk about it until you give them the opening because they're terrified. Same thing goes in the UFO field. I had a guy over here measuring the windows, okay? I wanted to put up some new curtains. I don't know this guy from Adam, and I don't know why, and I say to him, have you ever seen a UFO? And he almost fell over backwards, and he said, well, uh, the only person I've ever told this ever in my life was, um, I think, you know, it was his parents. He never never told his wife, never told anybody. But yeah, he had missing time. He showed up. He was dropped off at a completely different location. He was terrified. Um, there are people like that everywhere. So, and by the way, I, I'm trained and certified in intuitive gestalt psychotherapy. I've done that for more than 20 years. So, What is that? What does that mean? It's a, a new form of gestalt psychotherapy, okay? It's been developed by uh, Dr. Ron D'Angelo in New York, and I have trained with him and uh, within group settings where you set up dyads of um, client-therapist um, relation. how would you call it? Um, there's settings, okay? And you practice, and this is what I have done for decades. I... It's, it's an absolutely fascinating type of psychotherapy. I'm not a psychotherapist, but um, as I said, this is something that I'm, I'm certified in. I've done it for many, many, many years. So at a certain point, 
particularly when you're getting into the psychic, paranormal, and UFO fields, you're dealing with potentially, you're dealing with crazy-seeming subject matter and potentially crazy people. And I have run across both or all. And you need to really know yourself. You need to be able to understand human nature. You need to be able to discern things spiritually as well as emotionally. And um, event, and the last thing you need to be able to do is keep yourself um, open enough to listen to what people have to say. Don't prejudge anything. And that's what I'm in my book, How to Talk to an Alien. What I'm saying is don't, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's Just- do our break here and get back with Nancy Dutertra. How to Talk to an Alien. I wonder sometimes how to talk to Chris O'Brien as he wonders how to talk to me. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Concerned about harmful contaminants in your water? Look to ProPure, the most trusted name in gravity water filtration systems. ProPure, with the silver-infused Pro1 G2.0 filter, removes over 200 contaminants, including VOCs, heavy metals, chloramines, pesticides, pharmaceuticals, fluorides, and radiologicals. We don't just say it, we back it up. The Pro1 G2.0 filter is NSF 42 certified and independently tested to meet NSF 53 and P231 standards. Pro Pure Water, the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. Purchase with confidence in quality, performance, and customer service. Take advantage of our biggest holiday 25% off sale going on now. Visit your authorized Pro Pure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P R O P U R U S A.com. Or call 800 544 3533. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At contractorexam.com, our study materials zero in on state required test topics in an effective, multiple choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction related trade, contractorexam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.contractorexam.com today. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. 
people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We haven't succeeded yet. We can barely talk to one another, Nancy Duterte. So you wonder about talking with an alien. Well, I'm having no problem talking to you. That is when we're not being uh, uh, technologically cut off and interrupted. We had one of those Skype things. Skype Uh has sometimes those things where the communication ends. And for a period of time, and you didn't hear this, folks, for a period of time in an earlier segment, I was talking perfectly normal, but they couldn't talk back to me in a way I could hear because Skype decided to make it a one-way conversation. So what can I tell you? Well, I think this is what I've learned, okay, in becoming a psychic medium. And as I said earlier, I'm, I'm just a really logical person. And um, coincidences are just coincidences, right? Like what you said, well, Skype just cut off. Well, yes, yeah, stuff like that. Stuff happens. Uh, but when you go into the psychic world, you have to, one of the ways that you gather more information is by paying attention to these seemingly um, unrelated or random coincidences that we all call synchronicities, which are meaningful coincidences. You look to see what happened when. And by the way, if you study politics or what's happening in the political arena, once you start looking at the timing of things, when things happen, what things are said at what point and what things are not said, and you look at events, suddenly the world looks extremely different. And I'm suggesting that we do the same thing with uh, you know, lesser things in our lives, such as Skype cutting off at a very interesting point in the discussion. I, I used to have, uh, you know, I, I did virtually all my interviews when I had my CBS radio show, Hot Leads Cold Cases. Uh, I usually did them on Skype. Yeah, I know Skype has little glitches and bumps and things that happen. I also know that there were only one or two occasions where Skype completely went nuts and cut off either me or my guest at a very, very key moment in a conversation. i give you another example because you'll appreciate this one. I don't think I mentioned to you that I too have been the recipient of 
what I can only assume are phone calls from some type of alien. I can't imagine what the heck else they would be. It started after my daughter and I had the sighting of this uh, football field-sized UFO not far from our home. She started to have these interruptions, uh, as did I. And usually it would happen in conversations between the two of us. But later on, it was happening with some of her friends and with a few of mine. A very cold, electronic-sounding male voice would interrupt. We wouldn't be able to hear each other. We could only, but both of us could hear whatever this voice was. It was not a third-party cross-connection. It wasn't some weird glitch. You just, you know it when you hear it, like, you know, obscenity, Supreme Court. You just know that it's something highly unusual. And at one point, this voice said my daughter's name. It sounded like it was coming through a field of sound wave distortion. Very, very difficult to understand. It would then uh, stop. It would hang up both of us. And neither one of us would be able to get back to each other um, on any of the lines for about five or ten minutes. And it didn't matter what combination of landlines or cell phones we were using. It just happened that way. So I, and, and this to, to go back to your point, I was doing a reading for a well-known psychologist. I didn't know really anything about her. I knew one story. That was it. I finished my reading. And all I knew in the story was that she had once been driving and saw a uh, face appear. It was huge, apparently, on her windshield. She freaks out. She pulls the car over because she's on this highway in Long Island and stops and eventually disappears. She tells me that years later she had gone down to South America, seen a shaman, and realized that was the shaman's face. And I thought that was a nice story, but I was, and I had never discussed UFOs or aliens or anything like that with her. I said, I was about to say, did you ever consider that that face might have been an alien? And as that sentence is coming out of my mouth, all hell breaks loose on the telephone. This same electronic voice plus weird, crazy noises that I'm usually excellent at describing couldn't begin to describe. They were clanging, semi-metallic. They were huge. There were also things like celestial-sounding tubular bells and beautiful things that I can't begin to describe. And it did this for a while. And then it, and neither one of us could hear each other speaking, but we could both hear it. It hangs up both of us. Neither one of us can get back to each other. So she sends me an email. She says, what the hell was that? And whatever that was, that was definitely not of this earth. So she knew immediately it was not of this earth. It clearly wasn't. I knew it because I'd heard these things before. What's interesting is that it interrupted my thought before my thought was able to come out in the form of speech. And so when you think about Skype interrupting us at a certain point, if you look at it and just humor it, give it the idea, well, maybe there was a meaning there. What was the meaning? Ask yourself the question. You may come up with a whole new perspective on your reality. I've never had Skype do that to me. It sure made life miserable a few uh, few times, but you know you have to kind of obviously assume a mundane explanation before jumping off planet and and um, and going all extraordinary with it. I, I would think. I mean, you know, did you factor out any other possible um, you know acoustic um, causes? Uh, did you contact Skype? Did you ask them if this is common or? Uh, well, 
the 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 what I'm talking about was on the telephone. Oh, oh, it was a phone thing. Oh, okay. Well, that's wow. So, so of course, I mean, sounds kind of like shades of Philip Dick and uh, and who was a Jack Sarfati, and uh, there was a group uh, in the early '50s that claimed when they were kids they had these phone calls from some sort of alien presence. And uh, there's a number of them that are fairly famous, Sarfati and, and Dick being the most famous. Uh, yeah, that's it's not a common thing, but but it is. Uh, you can find similar types of uh, descriptions in uh, the the literature. Of course, John Keel claimed he had some pretty unusual phone conversations in the '60s while um, you know investigating the Mothman wave, you know, in Point Pleasant. So this is kind of a common, if, if you look at it, it's more common than you would think that there's there's quite a bit of this. Uh, there's uh, CB radios, uh, shortwave radios have also been commanded, uh, taken over uh, during sighting events, that sort of thing. But, you know, it sounds like you, you, you are pretty accepting of these things at face value, and you do seem to have this... Um, uh, intuitive uh, side that jumps towards the high strange uh, pretty quickly. I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, whether you should be a little bit maybe more skeptical about some of these things and, and really exhaust all efforts to uh, debunk yourself, uh, debunk your own experience. That's something that, that you know, has kind of been a, a thing that I, I attempt to do through my uh, years of investigative work. I always assume a mundane explanation and then allow the facts to uh, prove me wrong. Um, you know, you're saying we should back into this stuff. I think that's a good way to do it. We have to back out for a second. Then we'll back in again. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hi, I'm Rick Osick with Famous Footwear. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies? That's why we support the March of Dimes in the fight against premature birth. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment programs, and outreach to help moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Learn how you can help save babies' lives at marchofdimes.org. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week.
You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. As the cold and flu season approaches, Silver Lungs is ready to help you and your family through the toughest of the year by supporting your immune system and overall health. From our best-selling colloidal silver generating system to our entire line of silver-based skin gels, nasal sprays, soaps, and silver solutions. Silver solutions remain one of nature's most powerful and least expensive antibacterial agents. Now you can produce your own for pennies a day in the comfort of your home using the breakthrough technology of the Silver Lungs Generator. Learn more today at www.silverlungs.com you haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a mossy embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk green-fed dairy beverage every sip pays homage to our old world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from with over 30 probiotics a mossy's undeniably nutritious refined cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy a mossy so good and you need to try it contact your longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to gcnteam.com Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. If survivalist housing has been in your plans, get ready. We're bringing our Timberline Range Camps to you February 6th through 14th. The Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Get an up-close look at some of our most popular Timberline models or visit survivalistcamps.com to pre-order a camp. We'll bring it to the show and save you the cost of shipping. It's the perfect time to get that camp you've wanted. Go to survivalistcamps.com, then plan on joining us at the Great American Outdoor Show in February in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Nancy Dutertra is author of How to Talk to an Alien, and we're talking about all sorts of communication scenarios and consensus reality. Chris, do we have some questions from the audience that maybe you want to drop in here before we progress? Um, sure. Uh, there's a number of them. I had to close Safari because it was doing some weird stuff, but I think we're uh, I think we're back on it here. ET is trying to tell us not to do this. We have a question here, but it's four lines of binary code. Um, I think maybe that was a suggestion. <laughs> that comes from Wade. Of course, Wade is known for his funny posts. Now, just to be parenthetical about this, when I saw that, I responded in Klingon. Oh, okay. Okay, that's that prompted it. He's wondering on your religious background, your training and current views and practices. Uh, you know, raised Protestant, Catholic. Uh, what, what, uh, what were you raised as, as a kid in terms of your religion? I got raised uh, Protestant, certain uh-huh of a New England Protestant called Congregationalist. 
Okay. Do you factor any sort of religious uh, belief or religious uh, instruction growing up? Uh, do you equate any of that into your work, or is this you compartmentalize? Or you know, it's like scientists going to church and abdicating. You know, you know uh, suspending all their disbelief and uh, worshiping an invisible god with a big, you know, white beard sitting on a throne up in the sky. Yet these guys are like, you know, super rationalists. Uh, are you like that, or do you do you feel that there's some sort of uh, divine, almost religious or spiritual aspect to your work? You guys are adorable. Um, no, I, I got forced to go to Sunday school as a kid. I really wanted to believe in God, and I thought that would be terrific if I could, because that would believing God would come with a lot of great, you know, potential benefits. Uh, so I tried really hard, but it just wasn't really working on a real level. And I would say that I didn't really become a believer in all things spiritual until I started to explore the psychic and paranormal worlds. And then it became real. And then I that sort of uh, made me want to explore more because it was fascinating. Uh, but no, it doesn't doesn't govern what I believe. I mean, I'm just out there trying to get information, right? You know, and and by the way, uh, of course, I go through. You, you guys, you're talking about like you know trying to be adherents of uh, you know Occam's Razor and all that. Of course, you, you, just because I have a limited amount of time to talk to you on on this radio show. Uh, with certain constraints doesn't, you know, I don't have time to tell you about all of my decades of trying to work stuff out or discounting other logical things, which led me to what I'm doing. I'm just telling you uh, exactly where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting tip of the iceberg. I understand that. That's why I write books too, because uh, I, I do have, I think a lot of information to share with people and some opinions and that sort of thing. But I think William uh, Stratham was the one that uh, asked the question. I think basically what, what he's pointing out, he's, he says, in your book's conclusion, you relate the biblical Tower of Babel in, uh, episode and the subsequent scattering of humanity with all kinds of languages. And following that, you speak of the Greek world and how Zeus ruled until mischievous Hermes, the trickster, played the ultimate trick on the human race. He brought diversity in speech to humans. And so he's wondering if, you know, how do you relate to, to these and other ancient texts and traditions? And, and how do you relate them to these modern phenomenal events? Um, you know, we were talking before about what are the messages that are being delivered right. by aliens. And I sort of, I backed off of that. But the, the real, the overriding message, okay, that you hear over and over and over again, it doesn't matter. And these are people who've had their contact experiences where they've been able to get answers or they've been told things rather than being answered things, um, you know, or um, trance uh, channeling of, of speech or whatever. The, the overriding thing is that we are all interconnected. Them, us, the planet, inanimate stuff, everything is interconnected. And that uh, everything has some form of living consciousness it may not be like what we experience, but there's a consciousness, and that gets you into a whole other discussion. But if you begin to understand and accept the interrelated aspect of everything, you lose fear, and you also assume more responsibility for your fellow 
molecules, you know, for your, for this web of consciousness that we're all wrapped into. And so what I was, what I was saying at the end of my book, how to talk to an alien was not a, you know, I wasn't giving some, uh, religious lesson at all. I was just saying, look back on various, um, statements and beliefs that have been made over the millennia with, with uh, the human race, and you start to see the fracturing of something that was believed once to be whole. And let's look at language in the same way. Well, uh, you know, contact is, is, a, is obviously a very touchy subject um, with your most highly skeptical types just scoffing and and saying it's all delusion or whatever, but it sounds like you have been in contact with something. And uh, William Stratham again wonders if you've developed protocols to determine who's who when you're in telepathic contact with such beings. I, I mean, are you able to um, differentiate? Are we talking about multiple groups here? Um, how many? You mentioned all the way up to, I think, 82 or the Clifford Stone uh, 57. Uh, you know, you have your pretty, uh, I don't know, sci-fi sounding uh, scenarios with the, the Lyrians and the, the Pleiadians and, and these various races that are supposedly coming here. But have you developed protocols to differentiate who's who or do you even need to? Do they tell you who, who it is? Um, you know, I can only tell you that uh, if I, well, the types of contact that I've had, I don't know who the heck they are. Uh you know, and and I don't know that I would particularly recognize. That's why, I mean, I don't have, there, there's no system here yet, okay? It's not like you have your, you know, C-SETI protocols, you know, that you can set up and say, well, I'm going to go sit in the desert now. I'm going to, you know, play some music, meditate and flash some lights and see if I can get a response from a UFO, you know, through a whole little protocol of step one, two, three, four, five. It, it, you know, I don't have that. Um, what I have is uh, an ability more and more through my psychic uh, development to recognize different signatures of energies because ultimately we're really talking about energy and you can and that's where the ability to discern becomes really important and there's nothing scientific about discerning you just know it um yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a gut, a gut feeling, intuition. Yeah. So some I, people would call it a BS meter, uh, you know, for certain situations. Oh, I have a great BS meter. Um, it really works well for me. I, so, uh, and and you know, that's to, an important one, boy. That's a really that's important. one of the main uh, tools in the old toolkit. I, I would hope. <laughs> Absolutely. And and by the way, I mean, I I have to tell you that it for a long time listening to people say, well, you know, I'm I'm a uh, you know, Pleiadian, or I'm speaking with you know so and so from such and such a to completely obscure and in my mind non non-existent um, you know planet or star or whatever. That kind of bugged me because I thought, well, you know, we've all got really great imaginations, or at least a lot of us do. I do, but it's not like you know I don't let it uh, become the overriding uh, driving force of my reality. Right. We have a reality we have to confront right now. 
It's called the station break. Very common. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. 
We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene and Chris, we're back at the Paracast with Nancy Dutertra. The book is called How to Talk to an Alien. Now, some of these races here that you're identifying as applying to ETs, is that because they tell you that, or other people tell you that, or what? Um, you said Palladians, for example. Well, I said Palladians first. Oh, you did, of course. All right. And the, the Lyrians and the uh, the Draco. Right. And um, let's see, what are the other ones? Uh, your Nordic tarps, uh, types, I think, are Arcturians, right? I don't know for sure. That's I, what the pop culture has been. Yeah, pop. Listen, one thing that disturbs me a whole lot is that People seem to think if they hear something enough times on the internet, yeah. that must be Joseph true. Goebbels. <laughs> uh, and yeah, or a lot of people use this. I mean, advertising, they use it. They figure if you just, all you got to do is repeat something enough times and it magically becomes true. And I hate that. So, so all I'm doing, I, I'm. Are you married? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm gathering information. Okay. I'm not I'm not discounting what people are saying, but I'm just kind of quietly saying, okay, well, so the general categories that a whole lot of people seem to believe in, I don't know why they believe in it, but they believe in it, are these categories. And then I start to look at the categories, then I start to see what are the forms of communication, and you know, just break it down slowly. And by the way, I had this uh, very strange dream um, I think I wrote about it, which was, uh, and I'm a lucid dreamer, by the way. I And this dream felt like a lucid dream. It sort of had that different feel to it. They're usually more vivid. You kind of, it, it, it's hard to explain. But anyway, uh, I was in my car, which happens to be, appropriately enough, it's a hybrid called Intuition. I'm in my car. and I'm parked about, oh, I don't know, five blocks from where I live at this little uh, island in the middle of uh, three, there are three streets. And I'm waiting for a friend of mine, a neighbor, to get out and I'm going to drive us someplace. I'm sitting in the driver's seat. Door opens and this uh, reptilian type jumps in. And I look at this reptilian type and he looks at me and I'm thinking, uh oh, this cannot be good. Uh, I better run. And I'm thinking the time that it's going to take me to open the car door and try and get out and run, it's going to be too late. And in the very the split second that we're staring at each other, I can feel through his uh, visual gaze that he has uh, – I can feel that he's locked onto my brainwaves. I could feel it. It feels compressed. And it was actually quite un unpleasant as a feeling. It's sort of a, I described it as like a lockdown feeling. And it's like being a prisoner inside your brainwaves. And I thought, 
uh, this is this is not good at all. I'm I'm doomed. And then I thought, well, you know, all of this psychic training that I've been doing, it ought to be useful. Why am I not using this? So I decided to gather up what I visualized or experienced as sort of like a plasma ball of energy in my mind, and I shot it back through these uh, interlocked brain waves between me and this reptilian type of alien, and it broke the connection, and my dream ended. And I thought, wow, we have power. We just don't know what our powers are. The fact that I was dreaming about a reptilian alien, I thought, that's beyond absurd. Why would I dream about a reptilian alien? I don't know. Maybe you just said read Pamela Stone books, uh, book. No, I'm not familiar with it. No? Nope. Because she had a, a reptilian alien lover. Oh, well, I mean, I know plenty of people who have had uh, uh, aliens get into bed with them. Same way I know plenty of people who have had uh, deceased spirits get into bed with them. They can feel the bed depress. They can feel the touch of the whatever the entity is. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy stuff. Um, and, and both men and women, by the way. Kind of shades of incubus and succubus. Uh, yeah. Or the night hag. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I have dreams of aliens in them. I, I never do. <laughs> so I think maybe once or twice I've had some dreams where something was going to be coming out of a landed ship and I wake up, you know, but I've never, I guess I must have some sort of mental block, um, kind of a, you know, no aliens allowed in my dream sign or something. And and they've been pretty, pretty good about it, actually. I don't have any no aliens allowed in my dreams. I have no aliens or uh, other types of spirit entities allowed in my bedroom. Because I want to get a good night's sleep, and I never understood why people like Sylvia Brown uh, used to, you know, be very proud of the fact that she, she'd say, "Oh yeah, there are at least you know fifteen, twenty dead dead spirits. They're wandering around the foot of my bed, and I, they all want to talk to me, and I'm very important, and that kind of thing." And I thought, "Oh, how how terrible." <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about it. Everything that Sylvia Brown ever said, I think, is <laughs> pretty terrible, but. I never really got into the the real, you know, famous psychics. Amy Allen's the only one I, I know that's been on TV that I know has genuine abilities uh, in terms of her extra special fine tuning um, and being able to pick up on on dead people. Basically, um, we've had proof of that uh, in in the Ford of su supporting EVPs uh, that occur. And then she says, "Did you hear that? I heard children uh, playing." Right, and we could hear them on the EVP recording later. Uh, you know, this is all really, uh, really fascinating stuff. But, but I'm just wondering, you know, should we really be looking at interactions with these uh, beings as something that's just going to keep going on, you know, with its present form, or do you think we're seeing a slight uh, increase in interactions? Um, do you get a sense that, you know, within a fairly uh, short time that we're going to be actually in full contact with, with some of these beings? Or do you think they're just going to be playing tricksterish games with this, uh, you know, business as usual? Uh, I don't think anybody has the absolute answer to that. I mean, I've certainly heard plenty of people saying, yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're, 
right on the the edge of either disclosure with a capital D or disclosure with the, the, with the little D, or they're all going to show up. There's going to be some type of worldwide um, contact ex- experience. Um, I've heard all of that. My I don't know the answer, but my my sense is that there's growing acceptance of our interaction with them and it, that acceptance is increasing in, in yep. the same sense that if you go back you know a, a lot of people suggested that you know the Egyptians or the the Mayans couldn't have done what they were doing with their technologies unless they were interacting directly with with aliens and I don't discount that as a possibility um, no anything's possible but I, I think people forget how ingenious uh, human humans are and Human nature just, uh, you know, is really kind of boilerplated to to build and invent and, and move forward. So I think we don't give ourselves enough credit and we, we try to palm off a lot of impressive human achievements as being um, divinely inspired or we've been visited by aliens who are doing it all for us. I, I don't buy into that. I think, I think sure, there are some mysteries uh, in, in the past that have maybe been misinterpreted, but... I think human ingenuity really knows no, um, there's no end to it. I mean, it, we're going to be jumping forward in leaps and bounds. As as time goes on and novelty and, and the creative impulse of reality uh, just it's doubling up and doubling up and doubling up and doubling up, we're, we're headed towards some sort of singularity of some, some sort, whether it's breaking the time barrier, whether it's uh, pure transhumanism, you know, taking the the brain of David Rockefeller and implanting it in some sort of hard drive, God forbid, or Dick Cheney. Um, Why do we have to talk about Dick Cheney? Well, or any person that I I find particularly, um, um, I don't know, just diabolical. <laughs> Darth Darth Cheney. Um, you know, so we don't really know what the singularity is going to be. I'm sure there's lots of people that have made all kinds of speculations. Micah Hanks wrote a good book on it. Um, of course, uh, Ray Kurzweil and others uh, have addressed this subject. But do you see uh, they're reaching a saturation point where humans uh, will almost force some sort of uh, revelatory event where aliens say, okay, you caught us, here we are. Uh, you know, we've been... Uh, We've been here. This is our agenda, um, et cetera, et cetera. Do you, do you see that happening? I, I, I mean, is there anything's possible? But but what does your gut tell you? Before you answer that question, we have to do a break. And I'll tell you, listeners, if you just tuned in, there's a book called The Messengers from Mike Cleland, which will be the topic of next week's discussion with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So as we broke, Chris asked a lengthy question of our guest, Nancy Dutertra, the author of How to Talk to an Alien. Nancy, what's your response? Okay, well, I was uh, sort of getting there, but very slowly. And the idea is, if you go back to earlier stages in our human history, we were more in touch with whatever you want to call it, the the spirit, with deities, with uh, beings beyond merely ourselves. And we were in touch with them in a way that was combined sort of emotional, mental, physical, spiritual I think that as we are approaching a time, and and it is being shared by technology, you know, that's sort of making it catch fire, that everybody is sort of opening up their minds to these possible spirit connections, that that is a form of disclosure. That is a form of uh, experiencing uh, the alien presence in a way that isn't, you know, knock, knock, uh, we're here at the White House lawn, can you let us in? It's a different deal. And I think as more and more people begin to uh, accept and understand their psychic abilities, you know, one of my mentors was, was Ingo Swan. He was traveling mentally on different planets. We can all do that. We can mentally travel to the other side of the world. We can actually see stuff. It might not feel like stuff feels like with our five senses. It feels slightly different. But it's once you start checking your data, you can check the, the quote-unquote reality of it. The more we begin to accept that we have those skills and abilities, the more we will be in touch with, I think, a lot of different types of aliens and will be able to detect their reality. Where, where did you get your remote viewing uh, training? Uh, I started with Lynn Buchanan. Okay. Interesting guy. 
I love Lynn. He's great. I'm glad you didn't say Courtney Brown because then I was had to spank you. <laughs> no, I don't know Courtney. I've never met him. Yeah, well, I don't think there's aliens living under uh, Mount Baldy behind Santa Fe, but that's just me. So, uh, where where exactly in the country are you? You're are you back east or? I'm back east. I'm right outside of New York City. Oh, okay, cool. All right, my old stomping grounds. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Okay, well, here's some more questions here. Um, we've got uh, a, a number of them. This one, again, uh, William Stratham, you really brought him out of, the, uh, out of the closet here. He's asking a bunch of questions. He's wondering what your opinion is of Billy Meyer, and uh, what is your opinion of the hubrids uh, that were espoused by or being espoused by David Jacobs? I, I mean, the Billy Meyer stuff, I, I've seen it. I, I know that it's it's sort of fascinating and strange and uh, sometimes difficult to to believe, and I don't lay any judgments on it. I just incorporate it into the information that's that's out there. Hubrids uh, uh, are those the 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 human hybrids that yeah that are now living on Earth and the uh, abductees have been, or at least that's what he says. That well, that's yeah, that's what he's seen in in his uh, case histories now since about two thousand five that they're actually being. Uh, kind of winnowed in, into uh, in society, but they need help, and, and abductees are being tasked with helping them shop at Walmart and order uh, hamburgers at McDonald's or whatever, not I, eat uh, Jello with a knife. Or I still, I have, for all of my being, uh, I guess, accepting of a lot of this, I, that just makes me go, eh, I, I, it's hard. That That's really hard. However, I, I will tell you this. I know several people who um, I, for many reasons, uh, believe are some combination thereof, because they are they don't um, they don't look like or react as uh, say normal quote unquote uh, humans might, but I don't know, I don't know. I, I mean, my guess is, yeah, they're they're out there, they're walking around us, and I I think what I'm really trying to say in my book is forget about trying to use your judgment. Well, what do they look like, or how do they talk, or do they know how to use our currency, or do they know how to shop at Walmart or whatever? Instead of you know torturing yourself with with those kinds of questions, look to the language and the language. And I point this out as some of them speak, and and I'm not talking about hybrids particularly at this point, but but aliens. Some speak with accents, and some don't. And if you use their ability to speak language as a measure of their interaction with us, you can come up with some interesting information. Okay, um, that's I think a pretty good piece of advice. Uh, and I'm glad that, like us, you have some, I don't know, just reservations about about the the totality of the concept of hubrids and and um, how how much or how little of it is based on <laughs> reality is up to question. But uh, this is a question from Ravensfee, who uh, comes out and asks very very uh, good question. She's uh, been a member of the forum and post at forum.theparacast.com at the question bank where all our listeners can ask questions of our guests. 
And she's got a couple of them here. She says you refer to yourself as a as a linguist or an exolinguist. Arguably, the most famous linguist alive is Noam Chomsky, whose theory of universal grammar posits that every human language shares grammatical similarities. And could the similarities and channeled in alien language you you identified or languages that you've identified merely reflect the innate li- linguistic structures humans bring to language? There was um, a medium, a nineteenth-century medium whose uh, pseudonym was Helene Smith, and she was analyzed by a Swiss uh, psychiatrist named Flournoy. I think his name was Theodore Flournoy. Um, and he wrote this book called From I think From Mars From India to Mars, um, and basically he followed her with a I suppose relatively open mind, um, and she claimed to have gone to Mars, visited there. She did drawings of Mars, and she claimed to channel Martian language, and uh, so he put together an analysis of her Martian language. And determined, sort of along the Noam Chomsky lines, that uh, you know it, it bore a grammatical or uh, too much of a grammatical resemblance or a syntactical resemblance to French, which was her native language, uh, for him to assume that it was anything other than you know her delusional fantasy. And so he sort of decided at the end of this book that oh well, she's kind of a kook. Which is too bad, because what I did is I took uh, her her channeled Martian language and I compared it to the alphabet of John Dee, who was the most famous mathematician of the 16th century. He was the astrologer and advisor to Queen Elizabeth I of England, and uh, he at one point had an encounter with an angel, and he began channeling... uh, an alphabet, a light language, he called it, that was given to him by this entity. And he would trace it. It would appear in sort of a pale yellow light, and he would trace it. It was given to him backwards because apparently it was too powerful as a force, an energetic force to be delivered, you know, the, the way it should be. Um, and I compared his alphabet with Helene Smith's Martian alphabet and found that there were numerous characters that shared um, sort of a a similarity. Now, you could say, well, okay, that's if you want to go along the lines that, you know, all all alphabets somehow are going to be similar because they all are. Well, yeah, in some respects. But you could also take it from a different theoretical angle, which is that these are two people who claim to have contact with aliens, and they're from, you know, they've got, uh, you know, four or five hundred years between them. And they probably weren't familiar with each other. Well, we know one of them wasn't familiar with the other. So let's look at it from the angle that they may be, they may have been communicated by some other entity in a similar type of a language. Let's continue this in our next segment with Gene and with Chris. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. 
Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Attention all men. Are you urinating more frequently? Do you wake up to urinate? Are you having a slower, weaker stream? Don't ignore the warning signs of your aging prostate. Get your free bottle of Super Beta Prostate. Super Beta Prostate is guaranteed to support a more complete emptying of your bladder, a fuller, stronger stream, and less waking at night to urinate. Super Beta Prostate is a product that I really like. I endorse it. I use it myself. I was very pleasantly surprised that Super Beta Prostate helped me fairly quickly. Super Beta Prostate is formulated with a natural plant enzyme called beta-cytosterol. It's so powerful, you'd have to take 100 Sol Palmetto pills to get the same sterols as just one Super Beta Prostate tablet. Don't ignore the warning signs of your aging prostate. Call now to get your free bottle of Super Beta Prostate. Call 1-800-853-1203. That's 1-800-853-1203. 800-853-1203. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with Principal Office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We've had an amazing year here at Supernatural Silver. We've truly enjoyed the fantastic response from thousands of people as they've tried our extraordinary product and we're thrilled at the life-changing results people have. Our company email is continually full of happy, satisfied customers who thank us for the help they've received from Supernatural Silver. This holiday season, as you think of gifts to give your loved ones, consider giving Supernatural Silver, a gift that can help provide good health and wellness, a gift that can change lives and make a real difference in a world where we are constantly exposed to dangerous health threats. Give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance. Give Supernatural Silver. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com and use the promo code HOLIDAY2015 for 20% off. And this holiday season, we wish you and yours the blessings of peace and good health from all of us here at SupernaturalSilver.com. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com 
That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Nancy Dutertra is joining us on the Paracast, and we're talking about how to talk to an alien, and I had to interrupt her. Can we continue now, please? Oh, no, you didn't interrupt me. No, I mean, I think that was that was pretty much that, that was what I wanted to say. Other than I have found that, you know, I, I've heard many contactees or channelers say, well, I'm the, the only person, you know, who's being communicated with, and they only communicate in one language. And I don't find that to be true. There seem to be many, many. And they look, uh, the, the written languages look very, very different. Some of them look a little bit reminiscent of, of Chinese or Sanskrit. Some of them look very geometric. Some of them look like chicken scratch or kind of like Nordic uh, runic alphabet. So they're very different. But once you start to compare them with some of the ancient human languages and you start to compare them among each other, they start to share certain characteristics and that's what I think is interesting. Uh, I haven't come into, to any final conclusion about whether that means that, well, they're all kind of just human in general, or whether we share languages in common or related to certain alien languages. I don't know that yet because I don't have enough information. What I do think is interesting is that Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormon religion, was handed some stuff by an alleged angel, the angel Moroni, okay? He, he was given golden plates. He was told to translate them. They were in some strange language. He translated them into English, which became the Book of Mormon. But the language that he translated them out of is referred to as Reformed Egyptian. So why is it, why would angels or aliens, whatever you want to call them, why would they be writing in Reformed Egyptian? Okay, and there may be an answer in the fact that language evolves, particularly if you have the same group of people who are all speaking or writing the same language and they get separated by space or time, and they evolve differently. There's, they remain sort of similar, but sort of not. In other words, kind of like a Reformed language. And that may be, an explanation for, you know, some of the ancient alien theories that either they gave us a language or they learned our language, then separated from us and have come back at various points to try and communicate. But the languages are, they're kind of similar, but they're not, they're, they're, they're not identical. Now I'm going to ask you a silly question, or maybe it's not a silly question, Nancy. Are you familiar with Richard Shaver? No. Richard Schaefer was somebody who lived through up till the 1970s, claimed to be in contact with under-earth beings who were descended from advanced ancients. And he introduced something which he called Mantung, which was supposed to be a forerunner language to current languages. Just want to drop that in there, but if you haven't heard about it, there's no point. That's interesting. I'll definitely check it out. You know, it could be completely crazy. Well, anything could be completely crazy. That's why I say instead of focusing on any one individual and their own personal craziness, let's take a look at everybody's collective craziness. <laughs> yeah, the crazy common denominators. You don't have that long to spend talking to me. 
that's a lot of crazy boy. Let me tell you. Um, yeah. Here's another question from Raven's Feed, which is a good one, and it's something I often wonder about. The history of channel messages is littered with inaccurate and failed predictions. Channeled aliens have also claimed they come from planets such as Venus. You know, some of the contactees in the 50s had pretty outrageous claims uh, coming from aliens. And, you know, obviously we know that uh, Venus is highly unlikely to support life. So if these messages were wrong, why should we trust any of the other information provided? I mean, you know, there seems to be some trickery going on here. And, you know, it goes all the way back to some of the medieval reports where aliens would um, be observed uh, saying nonsensical things. Um, of course, you had the 1890s airship wave where the pilots would ask nonsensical questions or come up with totally non-sequiturish answers to questions. Should we trust any of this? You know, I seem to remember that John Keel had some similar types of questions. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I think it's true. I mean, you look at people who have a, sort of, it looks like they've been manipulated by, uh, you know, alleged contact with aliens and they believed them and they followed out whatever they were instructed to do or whatever. Some of them were pillars of society and they ended up broke or kind of ruined or ridiculed or whatever. And you say to yourself, well, what was that about? Um, I can tell you, I mean, and I again, I don't know the answer other than uh, I think you have to be skepti- skeptical and careful, but you have to use your uh, non-analytic uh, capacity of discernment when you're trying to figure out, well, who's telling the truth and who's not. I Just to give you an example, when I was in college, I had two friends, very, very straight-laced, very analytic, very serious. Their mom was the probably the world's most famous um, uh, channeler of aliens. I didn't believe in any of this stuff at the time. She, we invited her to come and speak to the students. Of course, we couldn't do it through the university itself, but the place was packed. We took her to lunch. She said to me something like, would you like to see me bend a spoon? I had no idea what that meant. I said, sure. She did like a, you know, Uri Geller type thing. She was just barely touching it, and the, the spoon just melted. It's the first time I'd ever seen it. I didn't know what to think of it. I thought it was weird, uh, but that was that. Uh, her, her kids had told me this story, which I never believed, and I recently verified this, that they had watched her channel an alien that came through that wasn't one of the nice ones, apparently sort of abused the, the open channel, came in, and within 17 seconds, she had put on 40 pounds, and she popped all of the buttons on her shirt and her skirt, and it took her years to take off most of the weight. She never took off all of it. Um, wow, for a woman, that is the that is the ultimate punishment. It's terrible. And anyway, she ended up she's she's gone now. Her husband is still alive, but um, she had made sure that they moved to a certain part of the country where there were lots of very tall mountains, uh, because she said pretty much the aliens had told her there was going to be the kind of, uh, you know, devastation that Edgar Casey talked about and a lot of people have talked about um, geographically. And what struck me as kind of odd, and I've never heard anybody even mention it, but was none of that came to pass during her life. So all of her, her efforts, now, she may have gotten her time frame wrong, or maybe the aliens got the time frame wrong. Maybe it will come to pass. And people are certainly still talking about it, particularly with the, you know, the rise in the sea level and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, 
but it didn't happen in her lifetime. Would you consider that to be a deception or a trick? Or is that simply an error in the communication? Or maybe if we're going to be skeptical about it, we can discuss this in our next segment. Evidence that this channeling episode was not based in fact or that the force that was channeling, that was sending us this information, wasn't telling the truth. Why believe them anyway? Let's get into more of this in our next segment with Nancy Dutertra and Jean and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Just recently, we've witnessed some of the most catastrophic disasters in history. Be sure to prepare yourself with great-tasting, high-quality, GMO-free food that has a 25-year shelf life. Of course, we're talking about the foods from SurvivalFoodAlliance.com. And don't forget, the human body needs up to three quarts of water every day to remain healthy and hydrated. So check out our water bricks at SurvivalFoodAlliance.com. Go to SurvivalFoodAlliance.com or call 877-223-1776. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. A lot of people's lives and bodies are out of balance. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops optimize pH level and get rid of harmful waste and acid. Just a few drops in water restores vibrance and energy and gets you back in balance. Now order two bottles and get $10 off your order. Sign up for monthly auto shipping and save 25%. Call 800-518-7615 or visit alkavision.com. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at alkavision.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. 
pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MYTV. 1-855-905-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MYTV. 1-855-905-MYTV. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. So what about alien deception? I mean, if the aliens say we're this, we're Palladians, we're Martians and Venusians, whatever they tell us, why believe anything they say? I don't know that you should. Why would you? Would you believe anything that that's a stranger come up, came up and told you about? Well, I don't know. They believe certain politicians who are strangers, even though they spout nonsense. Right, which is why you need people who are able to discern and think about things carefully and not jump to conclusions. I mean, you do have to be careful about that. I talk about in in, uh, How to Talk to an Alien, I I talk about situations where uh, they seem to be able, the, the aliens seem to be able to control our thoughts and emotions and behavior with a frightening kind of uh, efficiency. I have a friend of mine who was traveling and she always carries a camera. She's into UFOs and that kind of thing. She always keeps camera in the the front seat just in case. She was driving through Arizona. She looks up, she sees a UFO and she's driving through uh, Arizona she sees a UFO. She thinks, oh, that's that's kind of cool. That's kind of interesting. She's driving along a little bit more. She sees, you know, two, three, four. Oh, wow, that's that's nice. She looks up at a certain point. She says there are hundreds of them. Hundreds of UFOs in the sky. She doesn't stop. She doesn't pick up her camera. She doesn't do anything. She gets to her friend's house. She, friend says, how was your trip? Oh, it was great. Um... So, you know, some UFOs. Really? You saw a UFO? No, just I, I actually saw hundreds. Hundreds? Are you kidding me? No. That's that's what I saw. Well, you got pictures, right? You have your camera right in the front seat of your car. No. She didn't think about it until later she's saying, Oh my goodness, what the heck was I thinking? She wasn't. That's right, she got switched off. And what I'm saying is that they do seem to have a capacity, all the research in the cases show this, to switch us on and off, as well as to uh, make us love them, which I think is a particularly scary uh, idea. Uh, And I always wonder whether certain abductees or contactees haven't succumbed to whatever that control was, um, as well as to make us fear them. They can pretty much run roughshod over everything that we know to be our reality. You're raising something here I want to interrupt with, which is when we have cases like this, 
how do we know the experiencer isn't just faking it to get some notoriety? Um, well, cases like that, I mean, I know tons of people. Actually, it's they run for the hills. They don't want anyone to know about their experiences. And to get their experiences out of them is like pulling teeth. So if someone maybe is too eager to tell you about the experience, that might indicate deception? Again, that's where that uh, that toolkit and the BS meter comes in handy. You know, after you've interviewed thousands of people, you get kind of a sense of, or at least hundreds of people, you get a sense of when someone's being, you know, through their body language, uh, through the way they answer questions, uh, the uh, particular linguistic inflections uh, in what they're saying. I mean, you can, I think, determine fairly accurately someone who's delusional versus someone that's that's so um, blown away by a real experience that uh, you know they, they want to tell anybody they'll listen. So it's there's no hard fast rule, Gene. Yeah. Nancy, what's your point of view? No, I would I would agree with Chris. I think that's true. Um, some people you can you can tell what's sheer excitement. You know, uh, it, you just you you got to share something because it was so mind blowing and amazing. Versus somebody who is looking for some attention, uh, or somebody who's uh, too easily convinced of something. Yeah. You know? You just that's that's all in the uh, knowing the psychology of, the, of of people and that yeah. particular person. Yeah, if you have a group of people that include a doctor, a bank uh, guy, and uh, a science fiction writer that have a, an experience, you're going to see pretty interesting uh, languaging and descriptions, and um, they will, uh, I think, have a lot of variance in them uh, from person to person. I mean, I've I've had that that situation happen before. It's impossible to accept anything that happens to us in our reality at face value, and it's impossible to listen to somebody that's had to go through that process. It's impossible to take everything that they say at face value. Uh, you know, witness testimony is often the most reli- unreliable, uh, according to law enforcement and courts. Uh, you know, and 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 for good reason. Uh, people's minds when faced with, um, you know, just fantastic um, events, tend to revert to primal images, uh, tend to revert to basic uh, languaging. Some people have even been known to go into fits of glossolalia, where they all of a sudden start babbling in, in, a, in a, uh, a language that's unknown to the other people listening. Uh, I've got several uh, cases that feature that, where where a person is so compelled to attempt to describe what they've seen and they don't have the actual syntax or, or languaging to do that. They, they go into fits of, of speaking in, in, in glossolalia, <laughs> which is, you know, uh, um, syntax with no meaning behind it uh, to the listener. But it has meaning uh, oftentimes to the person that's, that's babbling it. Terrence McKenna was uh, real big on glossolalia, the effects of entheogens, uh, DMT especially, dimethyltryptamine, and how um, it can produce spontaneous outbursts of glossolalia uh, during a DMT flash, as he calls it, when, when the machine elves are producing language that's visible, that language that can be beheld, and people revert and in, go into this glossolalia place as an attempt to either identify with it, reinterpret it, and 
communicate it to someone else. So, you know, this is a, a very fertile ground, and, and you're, you know, you're right. This is not a subject that really has been has been really looked at in depth. Our last show featured uh, Josh Kutchin, who's uh, into the whole idea of Trojan feasts of 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 actual food that has been offered uh, from aliens and that sort of thing. Fascinating. I, I love to see these new. Uh, avenues of um, of thought opened up and investigation and research opened up. And um, that kind of leads me to one of our last questions here from Ravensfee. And she says, recently we've seen a number of projects launched that aim to use camera units and I add uh, other monitoring equipment and even a satellite to look for UFOs. And this is in the private sector. In part, this seems to be an attempt to move away from witness reports and towards measurable information. How do you feel about this scientific approach to the phenomenon? And how do you feel your current work fits within this new push by ufology for scientific credibility? Yikes. And I'm trying to listen to you while I have my cat jumping all over my page. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I have Maybe some. the cat is channeling a message here. You've yeah, got I'm, something new. No, no. She's just trying to annoy me. Um, how do I feel about the technology that's being used to uh, – what's it being directed yet? I'm sorry. Well, to measure, to measure um, energies and uh, optically uh, capture and triangulate on, on UFO events and use gravitometers, magnetometers, blaze gratings uh, to try to gain some uh, real hard, irrefutable, unequivocal scientific data uh, pertaining to these objects – you know, kind of look at the object first and 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 see what we're dealing with. I think uh, makes sense. But uh, how does this new push, uh, which we're seeing, you know, Leslie Kane, Mark Rodiger have UFO data, which is going to be a network of camera uh, uh, surveillance uh, stations. I have my San Luis Valley camera project, which I've been working on. Um, we have other efforts. Uh, Douglas Trumbull, of course, the special effects wizard behind Blade Runner in two thousand one. Blah blah blah. He and Mark D'Antonio are working on uh, a UFO cat. Uh, there is a movement within the field to gain scientific uh, legitimacy by obtaining irrefutable physical evidence that you could write a paper on uh, for a scientific journal, let's say, uh, one that would accept one. <laughs> but how does that dovetail with with this work that you're doing, with the, the linguistics angle, um, with a, a new approach to, uh, you know, establishing or at least attempting to establish communication. Let's do our break here and get the answer in our final segment with Nancy Dutertra. And Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Nussbaum with the Anthem Foundation. Premature birth is the leading cause of death of babies and disabilities for children. That's why we support the March of Dimes to help mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment and outreach to help moms during their pregnancy, and give every baby a healthy start in life. Learn how you can help at marchofdimes.org. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands, and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement, and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay. Chris is now receiving an alien communication. Let's just pause for a second. 
The book is How to Talk to an Alien. Nancy, what's your response to Chris's question? I think it reminds me an awful lot of the work that I did in the paranormal field, where you usually had a bunch of guys who figured that nothing was real unless they had a machine that would tell them it was real. I think it's great. I think that we're all, again, looking for a consensus reality. You know, people in the paranormal field like to say that all that stuff is scientific, but it's kind of not. It's just a different method of capturing data. And I think that when, you, when you're using equipment as opposed to your biological organism to capture data, you always have to realize, number one, is being filtered through your biological organism. And certainly that's the topic du jour of, of you know, quantum physics, as we all know. And also the fact that your equipment is just as limited as your physical body, which would explain why UFOs sometimes will show up on radar and sometimes they won't. So as long as people are humble about their being able to capture the ultimate reality with their equipment, which, you know, they'll capture a piece of reality, that's it, then, then that's fine. And I think that's great. And I'm all in favor. I think that there's a movement towards understanding the fact that we as, as biological organisms are very powerfully equipped to capture information. I think that we have problems many times with interpreting the data. Um, but, you know, the, all those beautiful photos that we get from uh, the uh, telescopes in outer space, they've all been coded with color. They don't actually look like those colors. We humans have coded the, the machines. So machines are always going to be subjected to our input. And on top of that, color doesn't exist. It's a vibration. So it's all about interpretation. Yeah, well, everything about reality is subjective. And everything about science is subjective because of that element that needs to be there, and that's interpretation of the data. But but do you, do you feel that uh, scientific credibility is even something we should be remotely concerned about? I mean, they don't believe us already, so why, why try to tra change their minds would be the argument, I guess. I once said to Ingo, who is known as the father of, or the grandfather of remote viewing. I said to him, you know, I'm thinking about interviewing uh, maybe the amazing Randy for, I forget what I was doing for my book, or whatever it was I was working on. And he said, you know what, forget it. It's a waste of time. I said, really? He said, yeah, why? He's repeating what's already known. There's absolutely no uh, increased knowledge source there. And ultimately, uh, I took that advice to heart, and I didn't bother. It's, it's a waste of time. And life is way too short. There is way too much information to be known and gathered. And if some people don't like it, well, that's okay. you know. And, and I'm no longer bothered by uh, people who don't seem to get what I do. It's, it, it is. I know it's valuable. And I know eventually generations from now or whenever, somebody will get it, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't get it, it's a personal problem, and they're working on it. Yeah. That's how I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that point of view. It's refreshing. So many people are so serious about all this stuff, and they feel that their opinion, their their theory, their um, you know drum that they're banging on is, is 
of ultimate importance for uh, the future of mankind. And, you know, I live just down the hill from Sedona, and believe me, um, people that have a, shall we say, an exalted sense of uh, self-worth because they uh, they channel Zeus or they channel this one or that one, and, 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 and nothing else matters uh, except for their channel material. And if you disagree, their disincarnate spirit guide can beat the heck out of yours. So, <laughs> so be careful. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Sedona in a nutshell. Yeah. So you're basically what I'm hearing is you're saying, look, it's going to happen if it's going to happen. Boys with toys, uh, you know, it's all subjective. It doesn't really matter. So what if scientists don't get it? Uh, it's a you know personal problem. They'll get over it. Blah blah blah. Just keep on keeping on is what I'm hearing. Yeah, and you know, I'm just I'm a big advocate of combining all of our tools in the same uh-huh. way. When so I'm- you are a team player. Oh, of course I'm a team player. Yay. Okay, good. Now I really I, want to marry you. Are you married? I, didn't I answer this? <laughs> when I was doing psychic detective work I, and working with different, you know, law enforcement, police departments, whatever, I never, ever went out and said, oh, yeah, I solved that case. I don't believe I ever solved a case. All I did was deliver information, and I described what I was doing as being just one more tool in the toolbox. That's all. Everybody's got a role. And and the more the merrier. Yeah, here here, I'm all for team playing and and you know the Rodney King school of getting along. You know why can't we all just get along? In this fractious field of uh, the paranormal, ufology, cryptozoology, it is just rife with people thinking that their importance is the end all to be all for for everyone else in the field and. And they should be listened to, not this guy or that guy. And my theory is better than your theory. And, you know, I don't care what you say. I'll never change my mind. You're part of the problem, not part of the solution. I mean, it it gets ridiculous. And I I would suggest to you, Nancy, to continue staying head and shoulders above the fray. Because I'll tell you, it gets pretty down and dirty in the trenches. And uh, I'm sure you've, uh, you know, you're aware of that. And um, I do... (laughs) I do really urge you to uh, take the high road. Listen, I try to, and and uh, it sounds being, like it. It sounds like you're doing a good job of it. Being an attorney, I sort of understand the high roads and the low roads. Oh, should am I in trouble if I asked you if you were married? <laughs> no. Okay. It's an interesting road to go to something like that where you're dealing with cold logic. And what words mean and laws and interpreting laws and getting to this. We're just about out of time, Nancy. Could you tell our listeners, if they want to know more about how to talk to an alien and the sort of work you do, where do they go? Well, they go to Mars, Venus, (laughs) Uranus. Venus and Mars are all right tonight. Paul McCartney. You just don't go to Draco or Zeta Reticuli. No, they go to, uh, so the book is called How to Talk to an Alien, obviously, and uh, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, I know MUFON's got it, um, you know, other fine bookstores. Um, If they want to uh, reach me, and by the way, I'm very interested if anybody is willing to share any samples of recordings they might have of alien speech or written language symbols, I'm very, very interested in receiving those because I'm putting together a cross-comparative analysis uh, of these things. Um, they can reach me either by going to, uh, I have two websites, theskepticalpsychic.com or talkalien.com. Oh, sounds like a good title for a talk show. 
Hey, today on Talk Alien, we're talking with <laughs> Zeus from yeah. another dimension. Yeah, don't they call it The View? Huh? Exactly. You can find <laughs> us on Twitter. <laughs> it took a while for Chris to get that one. I didn't hear her say The View. I heard you say The View. <laughs> you yeah. can find us on Twitter. Not by The View, but by looking for The Paracast. Look for The Paracast on Twitter. Look for us on Facebook. There are two Paracast fan clubs. Go for either. Go for both. Tell us how to get rid of one without removing its content. But Facebook does all sorts of weird and flaky things. Speaking of weird and flaky things, check out plus.theparacast.com. Seriously speaking... In response to requests to provide an ad-free version of this show, we remove 41 minutes of ads. We provide enhanced audio quality. If you join the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com, you also get our exclusive wrap-up podcast called After the Paracast. We also have extra stuff, show transcripts. We're looking at a first video for the Paracast video channel, and we offer a low month-to-month, one-year five-year or even a lifetime subscription to learn more with simple sign-up instructions and how to get free ebooks for long-term subscriptions go to plus.theparacast.com that's plus.theparacast.com nancy dutertra we had a great time thanks for joining us on the paracast thanks for having me really appreciate it The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>